Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you at Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza, Pasta, and so much more. 50 years! That's right, 50 years. Edmonton-owned and operated Royal Pizza for menu and locations. Visit royalpizza.ca or download the app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. All right. Let's get to it. We've been promising and promising for the last week. Will Jack Hughes be the newest member of the New Jersey Devils? Will Capo Capo play in the Big Apple? You tell us. 6.30, Chad, challenging you to accurately predict the top eight draft picks for this summer at the NHL Draft as part of the 6.30, Chad, NHL Mock Draft Challenge presented by... A.M.J. Campbell. Whoever can successfully pick the top eight picks of the draft in the correct order will have a chance to win $500 cash. That's right, $500 cash, courtesy of A.M.J. Campbell. Enter your mock draft at 630ched.com, and you could be $500 richer. We're going to bring Brendan Escott in here. Brendan, I'll tweet this out after uh, 2 o'clock, because as you know, I can't tweet and skate at the same time. Uh, here we go. So, do we have any disagreement with the top two picks? I'm going to go Hughes one, Kako two. Is there any surprise? Do you think there's any chance at all that the New Jersey Devils take Capo uh, uh, Kako? No, and that's despite an excellent performance at the World Championships. I think everybody is a consensus. Hughes is the better long-term prospect. Yeah, Kako, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I have another reason why I think New Jersey's taking Hughes, because I think they're one of the three or four organizations that are blatantly favor American players. They have a ton of American personnel in their organization. Uh, they've got a heavy Boston College BU feel to their organization. Uh, Ray Shiro, St. Lawrence University. Uh, so for me, Hughes is going one. Kako's going number two. I don't think there's been any debate about it. I'll be really intrigued to see what level... I know a lot of people have compared uh, Hughes to Patrick Kane. I would say that's lofty, given how good Kane's been the last several years. Um, 
and Kako, time will tell. So the draft really gets started at number three. And here's the problem I have, Brendan, for this. Based on what I think in terms of how good the player is, I believe Bowen Byram should be the number three pick. But I'm not convinced that the Chicago... People say, well, you take the best player. I don't believe in a cap system you always take the best player. I think before there was a cap system, you took the best player. In a cap system, I'm not convinced you take the best player. And I'm looking at Chicago, and who did they take last year in the first round? Adam Boquist. Uh, They've had three number one picks in the last two years on defense. They have the third pick. They locked out. They moved up considerably. I wonder, you know, for me, I would take Bowen Byron third, but I believe it's going to be Alex Turcott, who's a Chicago kid at center going third. Who do you got? I also have Alex Turcott, and I know this isn't good radio, but I feel the exact same way about it. They have Yokoharu. They spent that capital on Boakvist. They do need help up front as well. Yep. So Turcott seems to be, you know, and this might come down to who interviews the best because I've seen other people mocked there, but Turcott is my pick as well. All right. Well, again, that makes for quite boring radio. So who do you got it for? I have Kirby Doc sticking around here still. Uh, I think that the Avalanche, again, you know, Byram's going to be available, but they, between Barry and, and between Kale McCarr, I don't think they need that kind of player on the back end. I think they're better served by making the pick up front. Uh, I don't think Pod Colson is, is going to be too enticing to them at four, and I, you can't turn down that kind of frame on a franchise sentiment. So I've got Kirby Doc going four to I, Colorado. All right, and I respectfully disagree, and here's why. Because Colorado has proven that they are willing to be patient and no, look no further than the trade that Joe Sackick orchestrated and the return that he got when he moved Matt Duchesne out of Colorado. Um, and got Ottawa and Nashville involved in a three-way deal. Nashville ended up getting Kyle Turris from Ottawa, and I just, you know, it was, it's got to be stated, it was a brilliant trade by Joe Sackick, who in March of 2017, I'll be the first to admit, I didn't think he'd still be the GM of the hockey team two years later, but they've been patient in Colorado, and because they've been impatient in Colorado, I believe Bowen Byram is going to be the number four overall pick going to the Colorado Avalanche. And I've got Kirby Dock out of Fort Saskatchewan going five to L.A. Brent McEwen, uh, prominent amateur scout for the Kings organization based in Saskatoon. Rob Blake uh, throughout the Moose Jaw series and uh, in the first part of the Prince Albert series saw a lot of Kirby Dock. Games two and three for Kirby Doc against the PA Raiders. Doc was outstanding. He looked like a men amongst boys, and that was a team full of men on PA. That was an older, mature veteran team. So I have the LA Kings. Todd McClellan's new team. Who knows? Maybe shortly we're about to find out that it's going to be Trent Yanni's new team as well. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, Anyhow, I think we're going to see Kirby Dock ended up going number five to the LA Kings. And who do you got at five? I think the Kings salivate when Bowen Byram falls to them at five, and there's their heir apparent to Drew Doughty's throne on the back end there. It's about as simple as I can put it. And we will state that the LA Kings had multiple viewings on uh, Bowen Byram during the course of the WHL final as well. Which brings us to maybe, you know, we talk about a group of two and then maybe three through five and then and then this is where the order is drafting eight again we're doing this for amj campbell an opportunity for you to win uh five hundred dollars courtesy of our friends at amj campbell enter the mock draft at 630ched.com top eight picks and that's what we're going to supply here top eight picks so at number six the detroit red wings who do you got I have Vasily Podkolzin here. I think he, despite kind of an up-and-down season, has done enough to cement that he is an incredibly skilled 
move forward. That organization has showed uh, almost favoritism towards the European prospects in years past. I know it's a bit of a different regime, but I think that they can't afford to pass up what potentially his ceiling could be at the NHL level. So they take the young Russian kid at six. I don't think put Colson goes in the top eight. I'm here to tell you, the uh, the recency bias, that's the term Sam Constantino used the other day on Oilers Now, um, there was a lack of, he, he played very, here's the thing, he played very well, I thought, at the World Juniors. I don't think he lit it up at the U18. Uh, he, to me, he looked like a third-line player, and I could be completely out to lunch. But there is a lack of high-end offensive instincts in his game. So I do not have put Colson in my top eight. Um, I'm going to go with Trevor Zegras there. Again, Detroit, close connection, obviously, to that U.S. National Development Program. We know that Ken Holland has scouted extensively through there with the Red Wings organization. Um, Chris Draper, by the way, was a guy, if Kirby Doc were still to be there at five, I believe Detroit would be all over Kirby Doc there. He was spotted in Saskatoon. I had somebody tell me for basically the final two months of the regular season of the playoffs. So he was around a lot. But I'm going to go with Trevor Zegras at six, which brings us to the Buffalo Sabres at seven. Now, this is a player that may be dropping a little bit in the eyes of some, but I do think the Sabres, given last year they got Rasmus Dahlin, they still have Rasmus Ristolainen. They also made a trade and added themselves a pretty good right-shot puck-moving defenseman, Brandon Montour. Uh, I think they're going to be looking for a center-slash-winger. I'm not sure what Dylan Cousins is. Some people that see him a lot in the Western League tell me, Bob, Dylan Cousins is a right wing. He's not a center. And others tell me, no, don't discount Dylan Cousins. There's something going on with him. And again, maybe it's the recency bias. Maybe it's Canada not knocking it out of the park in the middle round of the U18. Uh, But Dylan Cousins I have going number seven to the Buffalo Sabres. Who do you got there? I have the diminutive Cole Caulfield here. I think that franchise is in need of some high-end scoring. Uh, You know what? It's another American top with the U.S. National Development Program. I think him and Jack Hughes could form a nice partnership down the road. And I think that people are worried that they're going to miss on him the same way that teams missed on Alex Dabrinkit. So I can see the Sabres climbing up there and grabbing somebody who can put the puck in the net in Cole Caulfield. Yeah, well, there's no way the order should have missed on him. They had the information on him. They'd seen him play lots. Uh, Now, the number eight pick. So you, to this point, have not drafted Trevor Zegras yet. Who do you got at number eight? Keen observation, Bob. That's exactly who I have here at number eight. Uh, they wouldn't do themselves any harm by adding to some of the center depth in the organization. Uh, and as far as playmaking ability goes, uh, he's gonna. He's, I think, the type of player who gives them a lot of options. Plus, he might ultimately end up being a winger as well. There's that potential from what I can understand. So I do have Trevor Zegras being the best guy for the Oilers there. With all due respect to Philip Broberg, I know he's been climbing the rankings once again. I don't see a need for them on defense as much as I do for them to take Zegras here. And I believe the Oilers, if uh, Broberg is there at eight, given some other guys are off the board, and I've got Zegras off the board, I've got Doc off, I've got Turcotte off, uh, I foresee a scenario where I, I believe Philip Broberg is going to be the pick at number eight for Edmonton Oilers. Based on my mock draft. So I've got Hughes, Kako, Bowen Byram. Uh, check that. Let's go Hughes in order. Hughes, Kako, Turcotte 3, Byram 4, Doc 5, Zgrass 6, Cousins 7, and Broberg 8. Who do you have? I have Hughes at 1, Kako 2, Alex Turcotte at 3, Kirby yeah. Doc at 4, 
Bowen Byram at five, Vasily Pud Colson at six, Cole Caulfield at seven, and Trevor Zegers at eight. And I'll get you to tweet those out with the connection to uh, AMG Campbell and how people can participate in our 630 Chad mock draft. Now, speaking of Trevor Zegers and Cole Caulfield, Jack Michaels caught up with them both when we were at Buffalo, and we are going to play you a abridged version of uh, those conversations. Uh, this is Oilers Now. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. All right, welcome back, everybody. 147.2, the Heartland Ford text line. Bob, if Dylan Cousins is available at 8 and the Oilers don't take him, I'm going to crawl in a hole and die. I'd say you're taking that probably a little bit too hard. You could text us at 630-630. Bob, I appreciate your show and the work you do. Please stop reading texts that say nobody cares about blank women's hockey or soccer, etc. Obviously, they're written by idiots and then in brackets, usually men, and perpetuate the unnecessary narrative. We just don't need that anymore. In my opinion, we give this sexist and idiotic narrative life each time it's allowed to air. Thank you. You can text us at 630-630. Well, often we hear that people don't care about soccer, period. And I would suggest to you that the world does care about uh, European football. (laughs) So, and, And lots of other levels of soccer as well. All right, uh, we were in Buffalo. We had a rare chance to catch up with about 15 of the kids for the upcoming NHL entry draft. Jack Michaels in conversation with uh, Trevor Zegras. So I actually got to ask you about that, Trevor, because you played a lot of wing as well. Is center your natural suit? Yeah, yeah, center's my position, yeah. You're one of three centers coming out of the U.S. national development team. Uh, Just maybe talk about how special it might be to maybe share this moment with some of your best friends and teammates. Yeah, I mean, spent the last two years with these guys, road trips, uh, plane rides, kind of going across the country with those guys. Um, So you, you grow to bond with them, and then... Going through this by yourself is pretty cool, but doing it with your, your 20 best friends is, is even better. Now, one of your teammates is projected number one overall pick, Jack Hughes. He was pretty complimentary when talking about your game. He said he's the most creative player on our team. Where does that creativity really come from? Uh, I think I'm watching a lot of hockey. Uh, I think my, my guy growing up was Patrick Kane and all the crazy passes he made. So I kind of just try and emulate that, put in my game a little bit. It's, it's what I love to do. So Yeah, you talked about that yesterday, emulating your game a little bit after Patrick Kane. Why Patrick Kane and where did that uh, maybe fondness really start? Uh, well, U- U.S. hockey player, uh, obviously. So kind of kind of idolized that. Played for the NTDP earlier. Um, but, I mean, when, when he was playing, for obviously, for Chicago, winning all those Stanley Cups, it was awesome watching him. Um, I think he's a great guy. So, And would you say your creativity and your sublime playmaking is are the strongest parts of your game? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. I mean, just like my hockey IQ, uh, I think it's pretty good. What have the last couple of days been like for you, especially today with the physical testing? Yeah, it's been pretty hectic. Uh, the testing was good. It was hard. The, the VO2 and the wind gate <laughs> definitely got you a little bit. Um, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Were you pretty proud of your results? Yeah, yeah, I was. I think I did really well. Now... Heading into next season, you're a Boston University commit. I know the OHL Mississauga Steelheads also have your rights in major junior hockey. Yeah. Why why college? Why the NCAA row? Um, I think BU's done a really good job uh, I mean, bringing in like high-end guys like Keller, uh, McAvoy, Eichel, um, developing them, uh, and then them acclimating to the NHL pretty quickly. So that's kind of the path I want to take. Uh, it's pretty good to see those guys go through it. And if I'm not mistaken, you do have a relationship with Clayton Keller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of skate, 
with him a couple times this summer, a couple couple rounds of golf. So he's a really good guy. Do you shoot uh, golf better than him? No, he's he got me. He's <laughs> he's like a scratch golfer. He kind of killed me. Uh, what's it like having a, a player that's been through the ranks and uh, has been drafted before, and maybe just having him in your corner during during all this? Yeah, it kind of just says enjoy it. Uh, you only get to do this once, right? Come to the come to the combine. Um, but I mean, he had he had great things to say about the draft and his experience. So it's pretty cool to listen to that. Trevor, appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. That uh, is not Jack Michaels with Trevor Zegras. That is Tony Brar, who has been a fine addition uh, this year to the Oilers uh, organization. Cole Caulfield is another prominent American player for the upcoming NHL entry draft. Uh, both Zegras and Caulfield likely to be top 10 picks, I'd say, at this stage. Caulfield had an unbelievable goal-scoring uh, year. Pretty sure his conversation is with Jack Michaels. Cole, uh, you were talking just moments ago about confidence. I guess scoring 70-plus goals helps confidence, but uh, it was also the pride of playing for one heck of a U.S. national team. I mean, yeah, I thought, you know, as a team, we had so much success and so many great players down on the, uh, up and down the lineup. So, I mean, just being able to, to wear that, you know, flag on your chest every night, and uh, it was something special. So I thought with all the team success and all the all the guys pushing for us, I thought that's where, you know, the individual success happened. And, uh, you know, I obviously couldn't have done without my teammates, so I have credited to them. Well, I had a chance to talk to one of those teammates, Spencer Knight, and he was saying sometimes the most intense games were the three-on-threes and then the battle drills in practice. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd honestly say that the practices were, were more fun than the games at sometimes. I think we got, we really competed, and I thought that's what made us so special as a team. And, you know, every practice was like a game situation and game mentality. So I thought that's what pushed us and, you know, us being all competitive, wanting to be the best person out on the ice. So I thought that's what, that was most special about our team. And, you know, obviously it was something that we're going to miss, but, uh, you know, it's going to keep pushing yourselves and continue to be better. Right or wrong, you and Kaliev are kind of known as the two snipers in this draft the two legitimate goal scorers. Is that too much of a simplification of your game? Um, I mean, obviously I, I like being known as a goal scorer, but I think there's there's more to my game than just that. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, with my season and how my stat line went, I thought, you know, it looks a little odd and stuff like that. But I thought, you know, just how I play and, and how I compete, I think there's more to my game than just goal scoring. And um, I think my playmaking is pretty special. So, I mean, I like being known as a goal scorer. It's pretty special. But, um, you know, there's more to my game than just that. Don't pencil you in for the Cy Young every year, in <laughs> other words. I hope not, yeah. What about Wisconsin? Tell me about uh, entering that program and, and what you see as maybe the prospects for your first year at the NCAA Division One level. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to going to such a great school. I think, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of young guys, uh, young talent. So, I mean, just, just getting the chance to play there. Um, you know, hopefully it all works out with Alex there going there. And, um, you know, we got some, some special players. I get to play with my brother, even um, Keandre Miller, Ty Emerson, you know, guys like that. Uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of success, I think, next year. And, you know, a lot of young talent. So it'll be pretty fun. And maybe the best college town in the United States. That won't hurt either. <laughs> Not a chance. No, I'll, be, I'll be having a lot of fun. So That's Cole Caulfield from Buffalo. All right. Well, we'll see where he goes. He's going to be an interesting story to this day in Oilers history. And uh, Brendan Escott has got us an update, I think, on that front. What do you got rolling, Brendan? Back in 2006, Bob, which is where most of these are coming from lately, Sean Horkoft opened the Orkoff opened the scoring with, uh, and Ryan Smith potted the go-ahead goal with 2.15 left in the game. That gave the Oilers a 2-1 win over Carolina at Rexall Place. That also cut the Hurricanes' series lead in the Cup Final two games to one. Alice Hemsky, Yaroslav Spachek each had two assists. UC Markinen turned aside 
side, 24 of 25 shots. Place was rocking. It was awesome, no question. And for a generation of Oilers fans, that's where it all started from, was the uh, the unsuspected 2006 uh, Stanley Cup playoff run. Went to seven games. Boston and St. Louis, they're going to go seven. Be a little nervous now if I was St. Louis. Just Boston with that know-how, that guile, and that experience, and they've won it before. Inside Sports Night with Reed Wilkins, he'll have Bob Nicholson, the Oilers chairman, in conversation, as well as, this will be interesting, he's got Brett and Daryl Leeson. Daryl Leeson was the best CIS quarterback I ever saw. Not even close uh, when he played uh, at the University of Calgary and then later with the Regina Rams football program. In fact, I think Daryl Leeson is still playing senior football. He's got to be in his late 40s now. Uh, and, and most of those guys in the league are done by the time they're 40. But uh, unbelievable quarterback. Brett Leeson likely to go into the first round, early second round of the NHL draft. So Reed Wilkins coming up. Uh, tonight on orders or on um, Inside Sports 6 to 8. Tomorrow, Stoffer Inspector for the Horses. Horse Race in Alberta will remind you about the new Century Mile Racetrack and Casino open out in Nisku. Up next, the news, weather, and traffic update with Cassandra Joe Wan, followed by the 6.30 afternoon news with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.